Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixie, and debuting on the show, I've got producer, writer, and casting director, Jay Carter. How you doing? Donovan, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. I was almost about to say actor, but no, 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 no. You're writer, you're director, and you're yes. picking the actors, right? I pick the actors. I stay in my lane. I leave I leave the acting to the to the professional, the brave. Uh, all right. So what if there's a listener <laughs> listening right now and say, how come we don't see this Jay Carter? Hey, you can always go to my Instagram page and I write, you watch <laughs> if you want to see me or see anybody that I work with. But no, I'm 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 better suited behind the scenes. I'm, a, I'm very much a, a uh, promoter of talent. Uh, I like to build and stretch talent. And that's just always been my nature. Stay behind the scenes, build people up. And then, you know, if you if, if they win, I win. Because at some point, somebody's going to say, wow, who's putting these, these these talented people in these positions and who's getting, you know, these films out there? And they're going to always look for kind of like the man behind the curtain. And, and I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. But times are changing now, aren't they? Because it looks like you have to be the jack of all trades, the producer, the casting director, the writer and the actor. What do you say to that? Well, I, I would say three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> Again, I'll leave the acting to the professionals. You know, there was a time back many, many moons ago, I was like, hey, you know, I could do this acting thing. I think it's easy. And then I uh, uh, I did like a self-test for myself. And I and I was the worst actor known to man. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just stick to my writing. I'm going to stick to my producing and eventually in the casting. I think... Um, you know, for the for the types of films that I do that are budget conscious, you know, low overhead but high profit, uh, being able to wear as many hats as possible is a uh, 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 fiscally conscious and, and prudent of me because I keep the the, the budget down. Uh, but yeah, I've got to keep it within my abilities as well. And, and uh, acting is a uh, you know, Donovan. I don't know if you if you've ever you know been in front of the camera or acted before, but if you have, I, you know, I, th I think you'll share with me. It, it is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy but it looks like we're moving into that today with the younger let's say there's a younger jay carter should he just yeah. stick to his lane or should he be the jack of all trades yeah you know for me it's about just knowing yourself and having a very real viewpoint of your own talent and you're right some people they have these fantasized viewpoints of their talent and there are people out there who actually are really great at everything they're like a five tool player Right. They can act, they can produce, they can cast, they can write, you know, they can do they can sing, like they can do all these things, right? Uh, but then some people have this fantasized talent where and we we won't name them, but they have this fantasized talent where they think they can do it all. And what they end up doing is stretch themselves thin. And it's like, you know, what's that term, jack of all trades, master of none? You know, I like to keep my trades to a minimum so I can master them and really know where my sweet spot is. And you know, and again, I found it in, in writing, producing and, and, and casting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for the younger Jay Carter, should they do it yeah. or should they just get to know themselves and then it's okay to know yourself, right? Or yeah. people yeah, are yeah, worried yeah. about, you know, not making it in the industry. So they think, damn, I have to be the jack of all trades or I'm not going to get in this business. You know, you know that's a, that's an interesting thing, Donovan. You know, you, you see people and you're right. The, the younger uh, uh, folks today, you know, you go to the, what do they call them? Multi-hyphenate, right? They're right. multi-hyphenate. So they, I'm an actor. I'm a writer, I'm a singer, I'm a makeup artist, I'm a producer, I'm a, you know, I can change your car oil. 
and change your tire. And I can also paint houses. They, they, they say all these things that they can do. But again, I feel like the danger in that is that you, you, you stretch yourself too thin and you cannot be great at one thing. And I'm a big believer in be great at one thing. And as you're great within that one thing, then you may be able to organically transition into something that, that, that has tentacles and branches into something else. So you can be great at that and then naturally maybe be great at something else. But I, my advice to the younger Jay Carter's is would be don't force it. Be great at one thing. Grow into different things that are similar to what you're great at. But be always honest with yourself and realize that, you know, everything isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for you, again, yeah, for me. the Jay Carter... He's the uh, sorry. He's the director. You see, I'm trying to call you the well, no, actor, no. and you're not. I <laughs> well, and, and I don't direct either. I, I do not have the patience okay. or the the eye for directing. So I'm the writer, producer, and casting director. But yeah, I don't direct films just because, again, that's a uh, uh, that's a huge, huge job, and and I'm not here for it. <laughs> I rather, rather hire somebody to do that. Yeah. All right. But don't the producer and the directing kind of go hand in hand? Because what I would think they're the same thing. Well, you know, if you have, because you have to, you have to have the right relationship as a producer and, and even more importantly, a writer, you have to have a great relationship with your director. Because a director, you know, once you hire the director that's going to take ownership of that script and that production, it becomes their script. It becomes their production. They have to own it because they have to breathe life into every aspect of the film right from wardrobe to 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 the, the the camera work to the actors and so it it benefits the entire film the entire project if as a producer and a writer you do have a great relationship with that director and to your point being collaborative and being able to say you know what you know i'm the producer and writer you're the director let's collaborate on the look and feel of this film i trust you that you want the best for this film and you're going to put forth your best efforts trust me to do the same some things we may agree on most things we may agree on some things we may not so we got to get some common ground or i may have to just you know relent and say okay we're going to follow it and, and go 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 the route you want to go but but you're right they're very collaborative they there's a lot of overlap and it's the the better uh, a product that you end up with is dependent on the collaborative relationship that you have with your director. You're absolutely right though. Most writers want to direct their own things because if if I'm the writer and the director, I will never get into an argument or have a disagreement with a director. If you know, if that's me as well, right? But Again, you have to have the talent to do it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah. Matt listeners, no actor and no director, okay? Just to set that <laughs> <Thank> clear. Because <laughs> I was making some mistakes there, but... No, no, not, not, not mistakes. We get to know each other. This is what it's about. <laughs> all right. So, let's hear about your projects. Maybe yeah. the listeners want to know, what are these projects? And brother, before you answer, you have one brother who ladies go crazy in one of your projects. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, cause you're not talking about me because I'm not in front of the camera, right? So you, I know behind the camera, I'm that guy, right? Now, my wife would tell you otherwise, probably. But no, that one brother that you referred to, I'm sure it's Tay Diggs. Um, he's actually in a, in, in a project called The Comeback, which is a, which is a romantic comedy um, built around a, a husband and a wife who... Uh, 
uh, have to go back home to their hometown and, and face a lot of uh, the issues and the crazy family members that caused them to leave uh, 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 the town in the first place. So it's a bit of a return to home story. It's a love story. Tay is actually um, the lead character in, in it. And, and the comeback uh, premieres uh, today. Uh, you can watch it right now on Peacock, on NBC's Peacock. It's there to be watched. It's going to be exclusive to Peacock um, um, for the next couple of months before it goes to about 20 other uh, streaming platforms. Uh, but no, Tay was a joy to work with. You know, you want to talk about a guy who is um, as adept at doing drama as he is at doing comedy, and he can live in both worlds fully. I mean, I didn't realize the comedic talent that Tay had until he was filming this movie. And I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised that this is one of the funniest dudes breathing air on this earth he is hilarious he really is mm -hmm. and to our met listeners it might be one of the sexiest men too <laughs> <laughs> i will not argue with that <laughs> i totally get it <laughs> now being a casting because you do pick the actors uh -huh. what do you look for do you look for the tay diggs look do you look for the <laughs> boris kajo look yeah, 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 yeah. The you know, for me, and, and this is the um, benefit of being a writer, because I don't have to write the script, but I can still kind of have the same methodology. If I'm writing it, or if I'm reading it, if it's a good script, in my mind's eye, I can see the character. I can see what he or she looks like. I can hear in my mind what he or she sounds like. And again, that's if it's a good script with great writing, because they build, they, they create this character on paper that's so vivid, that's so real, that you can actually see and hear them in your mind, right? And so I take that visual and that and that audible in the, that I have, and I say, okay, who out in this world, in this acting world, fits what I'm seeing and hearing in my mind, right? And so um, Tay, for example, you know, no one else in my eyes could play uh, Jeff in the comeback. I mean, he is the personification of Jeff because it was hand and glove. And so if you can find that hand and glove fit, you know you've got a winning combination. Mm -hmm. Could we have done Boris, maybe? Could he have worked, maybe, or not? No. Really? Look, I'm not going to let, I'm, you know, what's that saying? Looking a gift horse in the mouth. Look, if Boris Kojo came to me and said, hey, I want to play a role. Look, I'm going to figure something out for the brother, right? But, I mean, there's another character in there. And I, again, I don't want to take away anything from the person who played it because he did a great job. But there's another character that if there was an opportunity with Boris, I see him in another character outside of outside of uh, 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 what the role that Tay played. Now, I will say this, right? It's a business, right? Like what I want in my heart, in my heart of hearts, what I desire in my heart of hearts uh, may not be possible for a number. It could be a scheduling conflict, could be a, you know, a compensation conflict where we can't afford, right? Or they may not, they may not just, you know, like the script as much to where they want to do it, right? So you have to go to plan B, plan C, plan D. So, you know, to your point, there's always an opportunity to um, find another actor, even if that's not the one you envision. But what we do there, Donovan, is we'll say, OK, well, let's tweak some lines. Let's tweak maybe a story arc. Let's tweak some some mannerisms or some 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 nonverbal type of type of movements let's tweak those things to match the actor that we cast so it'll seem a little bit more casual or i'm sorry natural or vice versa we may work with the actor to really adopt 
some of those nonverbal movements and cues to where it makes it feel more natural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do we deal with a recasting? I'm sure you've dealt with that before where you decide, you know what, I'm going to actually change my mind and go with another actor and recast the actor. Yeah, you know, you've probably heard this before. That happens on a more common basis after the table read. You know, and, and, and for the and for the listeners, you know, a table read is if you don't know what it is, for, for your listeners, if they don't know what, what it is, it, it's when all the actors, the writer, the director, they all get together, you know, now either virtually nowadays, uh, in the you know, pre-post-COVID area era, or it could be in person at a table, uh, and you actually read the script and you expect for the actors to put forth some effort in acting out the script. And putting in, you know, the right emotion and inflections and how they're delivering the lines, right? And there have been there there are plenty of examples of a a an actor being uh, uh, let go after the table read because that's when the writer, the producer, the the director, that's when they see, oh, this person's not the right fit. Like they're not giving me what I was hoping they would give me. So and how you handle that is you have to have a very tough conversation. And, you know, the w- one thing that I always make sure I um, I implore upon everyone on my team is that, you know, no one is bigger than this film. Not me, not any not any cast member, not any the director. We are going to always do what's in the best interest of this film. And if that is walking away from someone who we initially, you know, made a, a, a commitment to, then we're going to do that because, again, it's the best thing for the film. Uh, but again, it has to be the best thing for the film. All you know, right. And then there's a, there's a professional way of doing it, <laughs> right? Just like if you're an actor and you don't want to be a part of the fi- a film that you committed to, there's a professional way of, of asking to be let out of your contract or your agreement. Um, as long as you do things in a professional manner, again, it's got to be the best thing for the film. All right. So it's not, yeah. Will, get out, you're fired. <laughs> no, no, no. no. There, there, there's, there, there's no Donald Trump reality show, you're fired. None of that, right? But again, and it rarely happens. I mean, I, I like to pride myself on the fact that, you know, we have a pretty good rate of nailing it the first time. But there have been a couple of um, examples where, you know, during the table read, we just realized that this person wasn't the right fit. Sometimes it's because they just don't feel like they need to put forth the effort. And they some some actors have been lazy about it, right? And so we've got to be like, well, if they're lazy in a table read, they're going to be lazy on set. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let, let's just nip it in the bud because it's going to be a bigger issue. Time is money when you're on set, right? And so some of those things you can, you can see and realize, let me go ahead and, and, and feel the pain now because the pain will be much bigger later on set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So listeners, it doesn't matter if you're Denzel Washington or Will Smith. If you don't work out, you just don't work out to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But you know what though? Will and Denzel, they put in the effort, right? <laughs> like they're 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 in their position on the on the on the hierarchy for a reason. It's because you know, yeah, they're uber talented. But I bet you those those brothers work. They will mm. outwork anyone they come in contact with, and 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 that and that's why you don't hear about them being let go right before. Filming starts, right? Mm-hmm. Versus a Romeo Miller. Can we talk to you, <laughs> Romeo? Yeah, brother. What we were going for. Yeah. We love you, but yeah. Sorry. Hey, I'd, lo- I'd love to work with Romeo. Tell Romeo to call me. I'd love to work with him. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about Boxed In, right? Because there yeah. is a sequel to it. But do you want to quickly talk about what Boxed In's about? And it stars another of high power 
status. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, the Box Den stars uh, a couple of folks. Uh, Rajanae Carter, who is a, a, a huge social media influencer, you know, 7 million followers on Instagram, a, a great actress in her own right, the daughter of Lil Wayne, the rapper, uh, and also Clifton Powell, who, you know, he goes without saying, because <laughs> Clifton Powell has been an icon in, in, in the industry for, this, for, for probably 35 plus years, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, Box Den, uh, we feel filmed it in, uh, in, in September of 2021 and we released it in November of 2022. It's a coming of age film about a young female boxer trying to find her way both in the boxing ring and in life in general. Um, it was again released in November of 2022, a huge success, you know, to the point where um, uh, uh, by, by February, uh, uh, the studio came back to us and said, hey, we want a boxed in two. And we were still, you know, basking in the glow of boxed in one, right? And so we were like, okay. And they were like, hey, well, can, can you can you do a boxed in two? And can we release it fall of 2023? We we're like, okay, that's like an eight months. So we quickly, you know, I quickly wrote the script, put it together. We actually went into production for boxed in two a month after we wrapped the comeback with Tay Diggs. Um, so it was back-to-back -back feature films that we shot. Um, and, it, and that actually gets released on September 8th on NBC's Peacock as well. Boxed In 2 is just a continuation of the story. More challenges for an older uh, uh, Rhea is the character's name. So Rajanae reprises her role, but you know more challenges for her. Uh, we actually are also bringing in, uh, we're keeping Clifton Powell, but we're also bringing in Drew Sedora. Drew Sedora is, is known um, as an actress, but currently she's known as a regular on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, so she comes in and she plays an important role. Uh, uh, so we're really excited about that project. And again, it gets released on September 8th um, on Peacock exclusively. So yeah, we're, we're pretty excited to have two big releases over the next two weeks on Peacock. All right, Boxton 3 or no next year for 2024? <laughs> Maybe 2024, Boxton 3. I've got some things in mind. All right, all right. And <laughs> listeners, yes, high power stars in that Clifton Powell, been around yeah. for years, and yeah. the daughter of Little Wayne. So that's what I mean. Yeah. These are high profile people in his films, which let's give a message to other writers, other casting directors. Mm -hmm. They want some of these people. What's your message to them? But they don't have the budget and they know their projects are good. Yeah, you know, for me, it's about the 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 you know I I call it the active experience right so you can call it AE it's about the active experience and you know you don't have to have you don't have to have a a, a fifty million dollar budget for uh, or to make an actor feel like he or she is worth $50 million. And that's one thing that we do. We, we don't have the big budgets, right? But when an actor comes on set, there are very few things that they're going to be able to point out that, that they'll say, you know what, this, this does not feel like a $50 million or $100 million movie because we're going to make sure that they're treated with the utmost respect. We're going to respect their time right? We're going to make sure that all of their needs are met. We're going to be very efficient. When I say respect their time, I mean their downtime, right? Um, when they're waiting in between shots, we're going to make sure that they, they will get them in and out as much as possible. We don't waste their time. And we're going to be very efficient um, with how we shoot. And we're going to be very professional. And we're going to have fun while we do it, right? And so for me, any advice that I would give someone who maybe will say, you know, I can't afford a Rajane, a Drew Sedora, a Clifton Powell, a Tay Diggs, you'd be surprised if you can, one, have a quality script, and two, make sure that you run a quality production 
production. Again, you don't have to have fifty million dollars for it to feel like you know. It's, it's, you know, Dom, it's like dating, right? Like, I remember my, my wife and I, when we first met, I was not making the income I'm making now, right? <laughs> I just, I was younger. I was trying to find my way. But there were things that, I, you know, I couldn't afford to take her a five-star restaurant, right? So what did I do? I made her a home-cooked meal. Uh, I, 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 I put a table out on the balcony of my apartment. I lit some candles. I played some soft music. And we had a candlelit dinner out on my balcony where she felt like she was at a five-star restaurant, right? She could Because of the effort that I put in and the amount of care that I put into setting the experience for her, right? Those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. You may not, you may not be able to throw money at something, but take the effort and care to build it up. And the, and the profit in the sense that where it feels like it's valuable. Wow, wow, wow. So there's where where there's a will, there's a way, right? You can make Absolutely. a way. Absolutely. I think a lot of people make mistakes in the sense that they feel like, well, they should just want to do the script. They should want to do this movie because it's a good script. Well, you know, again, experience matters. Like how you make them feel, you know, the type of things that they take in from an experience standpoint, you have to put forth the effort to make them feel valued and make them feel respected and make them feel like they're important. And if you do that, you, you, can, you, you can grab more talent than you might think you'll be able to grab. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, Donovan, there's an example of someone, you know, in, in, in your career, someone that you maybe thought, oh, they'll never accept this interview, but you yes. did it and you, you grabbed them. Well, why is it? Because you know your stuff. You're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the utmost professional at what you do, and that's what translated to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're so right, brother and listeners. He's right. See? <laughs> <laughs> Very few things I'm right about, but that's one of them, for sure. <laughs> so you're for saying sure. just don't be afraid what do you call it? the script may what do you call it it may be all that it may not be but right. just don't shoot yourself in the foot saying they're not going to take this because what do you call it, of the money am i correct yeah but you got to be ready like if they say yes you know you've got to be able to present them with 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 a uh, invite with an environment that's pretty close to what they're used to you know for example with tay Diggs, right we couldn't we did not have the budget for a five-star trailer like, you know, they, you know, actors of that, of that magnitude, they're used to having their own star trailer, right? And that trailer is like a mini apartment, right? We weren't able to do it, but what we were able to do is we said, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll, we're, wherever we're shooting, we're going to make sure that you're going to have a dedicated room. And, you know, if you're shooting in an office building or a house, you're going to have a dedicated room that's going to be private, that's going to be secluded. You can go into that room in that building and, and you'll have your privacy. We're going to make sure that we put things in that room that you can enjoy, right? So snacks, water, whatever you need. And we're going to provide you with a personal assistant, uh, a production assistant, I should say, that's going to be dedicated to you. So if you say, you know what, I want, I want a chicken omelet from Waffle House or IHOP or whatever Denny's, whatever breakfast place you want to cook, we're going to send that, that, that production assistant out there to go get what you want. Those are the kinds of things that you have to present in order to bridge whatever gaps that occur because you just don't have the money for it. Okay, okay. And what's your quick message to the writer's strike in California? Yeah. We are moving into almost four months of this. It yeah. started at the end of May and the actors have been almost one month. What's your message to the writers and the actors? 
Yeah, I support it. Um, I'm I'm a huge believer in uh, 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 solidarity, and so if 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 there's a problem for you, there's a problem for me, and if there's a problem for me, there's a problem from you. So a lot of times, you know, when you're wearing both hats of an actor, I'm sorry, of a writer and a a casting director and a producer, like I told myself, you know, while this strike is going on, I'm wearing my producer hat, <laughs> right? Because the producers aren't on strike, so I can wear my producer hat and still uh, promote these projects and still be a part of talking about these projects, right? But I am 100% in support of any any of the actors with with the SAG strike, with the writers, with the Writers Guild strike. I mean, we've got the we've got the uh, premiere for the comeback, um, the Atlanta screening premiere of the comeback tonight. Um, Tay's not going to be there. April's not going to be there because they're standing in solidarity with the with the actor strike. I fully understand and I support it. They have my blessing because I know how important it is to have that solidarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you want to tell Matt radio listeners that might have, you know, known about your projects before this interview? What do you want to tell them? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's really about take out the time. I know everybody has their lives, their busy schedules, but, you know, I'd be honored if you take out the time to check out uh, our projects. And that's on Peacock. You can go to Tubi. You can go to uh, Zumo. You can go to Pluto. You can go to Amazon Prime. There's so you can catch it on BET and Bounce Network if you're in the States. Um, so many uh, ways that you can catch our projects. Uh, just take out the time and, and watch them. Uh, enjoy them. And, and I'm, I'm very confident that you'll be glad you did. Mm -hmm. And for those that have enjoyed it, they've seen this even before the interview. What do you want to tell them? They enjoy your projects. It's yeah, family yeah, friendly and, and clean. Yeah, keep supporting me. Please keep supporting me. The, you know, it, it's like uh, it's like when, when, when I get that positive reinforcement, when I get that um, uh, a support, it's like, you know, putting it directly into my veins, so to speak. It, it augments me, it strengthens me, it energizes me, um, and it humbles me as well. So please keep supporting, um, and I'll, I'll keep making you proud. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Oh, by all means, yeah. I appreciate that opportunity. So you can you can find uh, uh, me directly on Instagram. It's it's I write you watch. So I W R I T E you watch. Um, or you can go to our production company's um, Instagram at at, at, at freely dot films. Um, that's F R E E L I uh, dot films. Um, so yeah, you can catch us on on either one. Uh, 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 we we follow back. <laughs> that's key, Donovan. We follow back. So I will follow. follow <laughs> if you follow, we will follow back because again, we believe you know if you're going to support us, we're going to support you. I'll follow, brother. If you follow right, me, I you can you can guarantee <laughs> it. I write, you watch, follow me. I will follow back. <laughs> all right, all right. Any final things you would love to tell the listeners? Uh, yeah, just please go go to Peacock, uh, NBC's Peacock. You can have it on your phone, you can have it on your tablet, of course your television. Uh, stream the comeback with Tay Diggs and. Every Jones um, on Peacock uh, two weeks from today. So you can stream Boxed In 2 on Peacock as well, starring Regine Carter, Drew Sidora, and Clifton Powell. Uh, uh, but Donovan, just to you personally, I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. And it's an honor being uh, on the radio with you. Oh, thank you so much for debuting on Met Radio 1280 AM Toronto. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. From Met Radio, I am Donovan LaCroixie. I would love to 
thank Jay Carter. You can throw out your position again in case listeners missed it. Yeah, Jay Carter, writer, producer, casting director. Uh, I write, you watch on IG. Uh, uh, looking forward to the follow. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.